Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 128 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Matthew chapter 24 today and our focus is on the signs of the end times and the clues that Jesus is about to return. Well, we are a daily 10-minute podcast, at least we're supposed to be, where we dig into the truth of the Word of God, reading one chapter a day and discussing it. Welcome aboard to new listeners in Cairo, Egypt, parts unknown, Spain, Northeast United Kingdom, Tamil Nadu, India, Nova Scotia, Canada, Atlanta, Georgia, New York, New York, Wichita, Kansas, and Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you all for listening. Our goal is to encourage you in getting into God's Word and following it and sharing it with your friends. And you can share the show with your friends through our website, Bible2021.com. And uh, I would appreciate it if you could share episodes of the show on social media, maybe even leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be awesome. Now, I've got to admit, the last two episodes have kind of strained the credibility of the whole 10 minutes of truth tagline. We've gone a few minutes over, so balance will be restored to the force in the next two episodes. I hope at least they'll be shorter or your money back. Since this is a supposedly 10-minute podcast, though, and since our passage today is a bit long, we will not be able to go into a ton of detail about one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, but we can go deep enough to make an impact. Matthew 24, quite the controversial chapter in the Bible for obvious reasons. It's the longest extended teaching by Jesus on the end times in the Bible, and uh, even just saying that, I've already quoted some controversy, is there's a pretty significant group of Christians called preterists and partial preterists who believe that Jesus was talking about the future in Matthew 24, at least the future to his listeners at the time, but what he spoke about has already been p- fulfilled. Some view the bulk of the Bible's end times teaching as mainly referring to the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD and not to something that has not happened as of 2021. Now, I don't take that view at all, but some genuine Christians do, so it's worth mentioning. I take a futurist view of Matthew 24, the book of Revelation, and other end times passages, and thus I believe that Jesus is describing something that has not happened yet. Now, Matthew 24 begins quite provocatively. Jesus shows his disciples the impressive buildings of Jerusalem and the temple, and then he says, Do you see all these things? Truly, I tell you, not one stone will be left here on another that will not be thrown down. In Matthew 24, verse 2, the disciples ask Jesus three big questions in response to that statement. Number one, when will these things happen? Number two, what is the sign of your coming? Number three, what is the sign of the end of the age? Now again, now these are three questions that I wish the disciples had asked one at a time. Jesus gives them and us an answer, but it's not crystal clear in his answer which question he's addressing. Probably all three, at least to an extent. Well, let's read our passage, and then we will list out the signs that Jesus gives. Matthew chapter 24, verse 1. As Jesus left and was going out of the temple, his disciples came up and called his attention to its buildings. And he replied to them, Do you see all these things? Truly I tell you, not one stone will be left here on another that will not be thrown down. While he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples approached him privately and said, Tell us, when will these things happen? And what is the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus replied to them, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah, 
and they will deceive many. You are going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, because these things must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise up against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these events are the beginnings of labor pains. Then they will hand you over to be persecuted. They will kill you. You will be hated by all nations because of my name. Then many will fall away, betray one another, and hate one another. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Because lawlessness will multiply, the love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. The good news of the kingdom will be proclaimed in all the world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, let the reader understand, then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. A man on the housetop must not come down to get things out of his house, and a man in the field must not go back to get his coat. Woe to pregnant women and nursing mothers in those days. Pray that your escape may not be in winter or on a Sabbath. For at that time there will be great distress, the kind that hasn't taken place from the beginning of the world until now and never will again. Unless those days were cut short, no one would be saved. But those days will be cut short because of the elect. If anyone tells you then, see, here is the Messiah, or over here, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. Take note, I have told you in advance. So if they tell you, see, he's in the wilderness, don't go out, or see, he's in the storerooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever the carcass is, there the vultures will gather. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not shed its light. The stars will fall from the sky, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and then all the peoples of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. He will send out his angels with a loud trumpet, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the sky to the other. Learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its branch becomes tender and sprouts leaves, you know the summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things, recognize that he is near at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Now concerning that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, except the Father alone. As the days of Noah were, so the coming of the Son of Man will be. For in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah boarded the ark. They didn't know until the flood came and swept them all away. This is the way the coming of the Son of Man will be. Then two men will be in the field and one will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding grain with a hand mill. One will be taken and one left. Therefore be alert since you don't know what day your Lord is coming. But know this, if the homeowner had known what time the thief was coming, he would have stayed alert and not let his house be broken into. This is why you are also to be ready, because the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his master has put in charge of his household to give them food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom the master finds doing his job when he comes. Truly I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if that wicked servant says in his heart, My master is delayed and starts to beat his fellow servants and eats and drinks with drunkards, that servant's master will come on a day he does not expect him, and in an hour he does not know, he will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth.
So what are the signs of the end of the age and the return of Jesus? Well, I see nine here. I guess we can categorize them into nine. Number one, many will come in the name of Jesus and deceive many, verse five. Number two, wars and rumors of wars, verse six. Number three, famines and earthquakes, verse seven. These are the birth pangs. In other words, they will tell us the end is near, but not maybe immediately near, perhaps. Number four, Christians will be persecuted, hated, and betrayed, verses 9 through 10. Number five, many who claim Christ will fall away, verses 10 through 12. This is called the great apostasy, the great falling away, and Paul also speaks about this. Number six, the good news of the kingdom of Jesus will be proclaimed to all of the world, verse 14. Number seven, An abomination of desolation will be standing in the holy place, verse 15. This could be something like an altar or idol to a false god set up in the temple of Jerusalem. Number eight, false prophets and messiahs who can perform great miracles will rise up and lead many a people astray, verses 23 and 24. And finally, number nine, the sun and the moon will be darkened, stars will fall, and the sign of Jesus will appear in the sky. No idea what this refers to, but I was reminded of this passage last August for a couple of weeks when the fires were raging here in California. The sun turned to a dull pink that was barely visible even on cloudless days. It was eerie and made me realize a darkened sun was not all that far-fetched. When will all of this happen? That's a huge question that Jesus has asked, and notice his answer. He doesn't know. The angels don't know. Prophets don't know. Christian best-selling book writers do not know. Only God the Father knows. It will be a surprise when Jesus comes back. It will be completely unexpected. He tells us this in verses 36 36 through 40. So what do we do between now and then? Well, verse 42 tells us, Be alert, since you don't know what day your Lord is coming. And verse 46, Blessed is that servant whom his master finds doing his job when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. Well, friends, that means we must be alert because we don't know when Jesus is coming back and we must do the job that Jesus has given us, the Great Commission and all of his commands. Let's do that. That's how we prepare for the end times. So let's close our discussion today with a Bible verse for May, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Friends, that's our command. That's our job. Let's be busy doing that so the Master will be pleased when he finds us on his return. Good day to you and Godspeed.